Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kill Your Yo-Yo, the podcast dedicated to yo-yo theory, yo-yo performance, and yo-yo improvisation, brought to you by Hollywood Modern Yo-Yos, and I am your host, Ross Levine. I can't wait to share this guest with you. This is somebody that you know. He's sponsored by Yo-Yo Factory. He works for Yo-Yo Expert. He's behind the scenes of so much of the things that you love in yo-yoing, and he's just one of the most beloved members of our community. It's Eric Koloski. We talk about so much in this episode. We talk about how to teach. We talk about um, just the different eras of his life in yo-yoing because he's been sponsored by so many different companies and he just has so much knowledge that he's able to share and so many great stories. Uh, So we talk about all of that and I can't wait for you to hear everything that he has to say. But before we start, I have a special gift for you available at modernyoyos.com. If you're a yo-yoer, you know the importance of having quality pads and bearings. You just know it's important to have good pads and good bearings. But you also know that it can be really expensive to get a lot of pads and bearings for your entire collection. Well, I bought a ton. I bought massive, massive bulk, uh, and I'm going to pass the savings of that bulk on to you uh, because they are available at a massive discount, about a fourth the cost of anywhere else, quality pads, quality bearings, all the bearings are hand-tested and guaranteed to be the smoothest you've ever tried, and all of those are available at modernyoyos.com. So go check that out if you'd like to support the show, and I hope you enjoy listening to Eric Koloski. Peace! Hi, Eric! Hey! How's How's it going? going? Oh, so good. good. How are you? Pretty good. I hear you're in a new apartment. Yes, new place. I just moved in a month ago, still getting situated, but um, yeah, it's it's going so far so good, I guess. So that's exciting. Um, well, cool. I'm I'm so happy to have you in. Um, I've been really, really, really looking forward to this. You are um someone that I've looked for looked up to for a really long time, and as I'm probably gonna mention, I didn't even know that I was looking up to you for a while. Uh, and I'll explain that in a bit. But let's start with um what what this is kind of the question i always start with is how did you find yo-yoing how did yo-yoing find you how did how did you first get your first yo-yo and start learning tricks yeah um well i got started uh like in elementary school at a at recess time mm-hmm. um so this was back in the 90s not to like, date myself here um but at the you know yo-yoing was kind of like the fad at the time i guess along with the, the yo-yo boom and everything going on um also you know the game simon Tamagotchis, Bop It, Electronics, silly little things in the 90s. Those were very popular. Um, but yo-yos mm-hmm. were definitely a big thing at recess time. I mean, not like a huge, huge thing, but there's definitely like a group of kids who um, had their like little yo-yo corner, I guess. And I mm-hmm. like found my way there. And I mean, people, these people were doing like, um, not like crazy tricks, but they're just seeing who could sleep at the longest. Um, and I remember one kid was just like spinning his yo-yo. It's called the uh, what was it like the supersonic um i think it was by super yo but anyways it made a really cool loud noise and i'm just like whoa that thing is spinning forever and i'm like where do i get one of those and my birthday was kind of coming up so i had a birthday party and i told one of my friends to like get me a yo-yo for um, my birthday and he did and um yeah that's how i got my first yo-yo um mm-hmm. and then eventually um 
he told me where he got the yo-yo and it was at a store called A to Z Science and Learning Store. Um, and so I went to the store and, you know, looking back at it now, I'm just realizing how like special and fortunate I was to have like to go to a store like that because not everywhere has like a, a really awesome. So A to Z Science and Learning Store is a, is a toy store um, where, I, uh, where I used to live at. And um, not only do they sell like yo-yos there, which is crazy, but they had like a whole collection of um, other really cool sciencey things. And anyways, I'm going on a tangent here, but That's all good. <laughs> it's, it's also a, life, sort of a, a storefront, <laughs> like a real brick and mortar storefront to yo-yo yeah. expert in a way too, right? Like kinda, Andre yeah. runs it kind of thing. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, him and uh, his wife, Devin, are the, the new owners now. At the time, it was run by Jack and Priscilla Finn. Uh -huh. Um and so, yeah, anyways, they had like a whole collection of yo-yos that people can check out. I mean, the whole collection was maybe like, a, you know, a couple of shelves worth. But either way, like, you know, it was cool to see a store that had yo-yos and stuff. And I was instantly hooked because not only did I see the yo-yos, they also had yo-yo classes there. And I must have came in on a day where they had the, the classes going on. I'm just like, what what is going on here? And so I checked mm -hmm. it out. And um, these kids were doing these like insane tricks that like I didn't know that was like possible with yo-yo I mean like you know like anyone else that first first gets into yo-yoing they're just kind of like oh like the most you can do is like walk the dog or something or mm -hmm. you know uh, maybe a brain twister here and there uh, these kids were doing like you know that and also like split the atom and stuff and then you know I was just instantly hooking like I gotta learn how to do this so that's how I got introduced into like the yo-yo classes there and then I guess the kind the rest is you know kind of like history i guess a little bit but absolutely it was yeah and what's interesting is i know you later went back and started teaching at a to z um afterwards so <laughs> yeah was that, how'd that come about yeah i mean so you know after going to the classes all the time mm -hmm. i figured um i could maybe um like I guess get a job there too by becoming like one of the teachers because I kept on going there all the time and then yeah. at the same time I was like you know um helping other people out there and it'd be cool to be like one of the teachers to like help out and stuff and I kind of got me uh the foot into the door there so I started out doing like and this was like in high school I think so I started doing like teaching yoga classes like three days a week there for like an hour and a half or something so nothing to like live off of obviously because I was like 14 yeah. at the time but it's still cool to just like you know yo-yo and hang out and um start like teaching people and it's crazy because it's like I'm only like 14 at the time I guess like that yeah. then that's like in the, in the prime of my yo-yo career well, too so it, it's interesting <laughs> that you say it's it's not it's nothing to live off of but I'm sure that you were I mean yo-yoing that much all the time and like having a reason to show up for that all the time to go and teach will keep you yo-yoing and we'll build your skills and make somebody who's really, really skilled, which is right. obviously what happened um, <laughs> and definitely paid dividends in the long run that turned into actual money like and a job right. at A to Z and all that. Um, so that's awesome. And it, it also kind of mirrors, I had a similar experience um, in, on the West Coast. There was the Sunshine Kite Company, uh, Yoshi Mikamoto, you know, Grant, Grant Johnson. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. That whole crew and Anthony Rojas. Very, very similar, except uh, we didn't have somebody who could buy out the, the kite company and then just keep it going. Oh, so no. that shut down, yeah. unfortunately. But it's still kind of going with DXL out here on the West Coast. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm so uh, like, it's great that you guys have that club out there and it runs, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty often at least. And um, 
yeah, it's just so awesome to see. So, so this is, I have one more question. Um, I mean, I have a lot more questions. I have one more question. <laughs> we just got started. Yeah. And that's our show. Well, one last There's question. No, no, no. So, um, so just to appease the people who are like, oh, I don't know Eric Kowalski, maybe people who haven't uh, really seen you, or maybe they just have seen your TikTok, but they don't really know your background. Um, like what are some of your titles and achievements through the years? Cause I know you have a lot of them. Um, well, I guess the, the main two are, um, so in 2008, I won the national yo-yo championships. Mm -hmm. And then in 2006, um, I got third place in the world and I've been, and that's um, both 1A, right? Yeah. Both uh, single A, 1A, mm -hmm. the 1A style. Yeah. Um, and I guess, um, I think I've been in the top 10 at Worlds five times um, competing uh, Yeah, in a single A division. So um, I wish I had a list, but it's just like, I, that's one of my, yeah, I want to get that's to all good. writing everything down, but it's just like, it's like so, I said, this is just I've been, I've been in the game the for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but those are like the two main ones, I guess. And then obviously like, you know, getting sponsored is a huge, big deal and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've been on my share of teams and um, yeah, and then just started joining the TikTok thing recently. So trying yeah. to get that going a little bit, but it's all like fun now. So I, and it is, it is really fun. First of all, what's your, what's your TikTok or Insta? Yep. Uh, so they're, find you? they're all the same name. It's um, at Yo-Yo Factory Eric and it's E-R-I-C, Yo-Yo Factory Eric. And that's for, yeah, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like everything. So, so just to dig in on that, um, one thing I noticed is you have a very natural personality for TikTok. It's a platform that doesn't really work for a lot of people because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have like genuine pure joy and some of them just use the, the platform to go viral. But you love yo-yoing so much and it really shows through that you like some some of the TikTok yo-yoers, it feels sometimes like they're putting on a character. And I think that that character is just you because every time I hear you and see you yo-yoing, you just bring so much joy to it. And then your TikToks <laughs> just kind of reflect that. Um, so I guess oh, my question is, you. what is it about yo-yoing that that keeps you so invested in it and so happy and, and keeps bringing that joy to the game? Well, I mean, I've been yo-yoing for about over 20 years now, for sure. Um, I started back in like 1999 and I think every year it's just, it's, um, it's really cool to like, just watch other people yo-yo. And it's funny how, like, even though I've been in the game for a, such a long time, there's always tricks to be created. There's always new stuff being innovated. Um, and just that aspect is really awesome. And, um, obviously like the yo-yo community itself, like, uh, my best friends are like in the yo-yo community and I could, you know, easily, not easily, but I, it's nice to have like people and friends from like different countries that I can always count on, like, or even like in the States or something like, oh, uh, I'll hit you up and maybe I can like stay over your place or something. We can hang out or it's, it's just comforting to know that you always have someone there no matter where you are, yeah. uh, depending on where you're going. But um, the community aspect for sure, because it's, you know, it's obviously it's awesome to share your same passion with other people that love yo-yoing as well. And um yeah, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me going. And, and now nowadays, I'm mostly like kind of trying to spread that love, I guess, by like teaching, um, you know, promoting yo-yo as a whole and um, yeah, that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, 
and something that I think kind of ties in partly with some of the stuff we've talked about so far is uh, you mentioned that you got sponsored by your fair share of teams. Uh, first of all, I know you have Yo-Yo Factory and Yo-Yo Jam was there. I want to say like Yo Omega. Am I wrong? Yeah. Hey, no, you got it. Yeah. So Omega is my first sponsor. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I started with Omega, then Yo-Yo Jam and then Yo-Yo Factory. So um, nice. yeah, pretty, pretty crazy, but. And so they picked you up young uh like like very young young. (laughs) very young something i've and i'm I'm interested in getting your perspective as being a young sponsored player because i've kind of been making the decision with with the company i'm i'm trying to start up right now um i just don't want to sponsor anyone under 18 because it just feels like like the it it works in the company's favor most of the time is kind of what i've seen but Mm -hmm. that's just kind of what i'm that's you know my skewed perspective as someone because it it clearly worked out for you in the long run uh what what do you think um getting sponsored at that age what effects did that have because i know some other benefits of it especially with like junior teams that exist now Mm -hmm. um i know like duncan has their whatever future pros or whatever um it's it's a really good way to network and like build out get help from people from people who are already where you want to be oh totally there's a lot of pros uh what what kind of do you have to say about it um i mean i think it's i think it's a great i mean obviously i got sponsored so it was great (laughs) it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) i think i was uh, 11 or 12 at the time i i mean this was obviously a long time ago um and i was just a young kid so i didn't really know fully what was going on like you know how um, you know, I was cool at that age, just getting like free string or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Omega at the time was like one of the top tier companies. And even when I was, I wasn't even like good at competitions. Like they sponsored me when I was yeah 11 or 12, I was like two years into my yo-yo career and I wasn't even doing like freestyles or anything. I was kind of just like, um, I think they're more, more of the reason why they, um, invited me to be a part of their, um, it was called the president's invitational team, um, at the time. And, um, I think why was it called the president's invitation? So the president of Omega, Alan uh, uh, Amaral, was the uh, yeah president at the time, and he selected um, players that I thought would you know be best fit with the the yo-yo company. Not you know not just to be like good at yo-yos, but to like represent the company as a whole for like you know um, like supporting people, being a good role model, um, obviously like winning competitions would help and stuff, but like, it's not all about that too. Um, so they just saw something in me at that young age somehow, Mm. (laughs) um, even though I wasn't like, I was literally like doing intermediate stuff. I wasn't again at the pro level, but they sponsored me, which was like crazy. I still remember getting the phone call. Like, um, my mom picked up the phone and it was the president Omega and then they wanted to speak to me and they're just like, he invited me to be on the team. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and wow. then like that, that year, um, so this was like 2001, they, um, sorry if I'm going on a tangent here, but like they, the show is mostly tangents just so you okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, they like flew me out at like 11 or 12 to go. I'm from Massachusetts and that wow. the yo-yo con- the national yo-yo contest was the next contest that they wanted me to fly out to. So they paid for my plane ticket, hotel and food when I was wow. 11, which is like insane. Um, That's crazy. And um, so yeah, that was like my first sponsorship was uh, Omega and um, yeah, just 
pretty crazy. And yeah, to get back to your question, I guess, um, being sponsored at a young age, I think it was, um, yeah, I mean, obviously at back then, I thought it was really awesome, just like a good opportunity to like, you know, um, meet other yoyoers and gain their perspective and to be on a team with a lot, a ton of older people to meet, but to get their like insight on things too. That was kind of an advantage of being on a team because it's like, you know, I'm an 11, 12 year old kid. It's going to be kind of scary to go up to like a random older person to be like, yo, how do you do this thing or something? Um, and then even when I was on Yo-Yo Jam and like Duncan now, I think it's in even Yo-Yo Factory too, they all had like their junior teams or apprentice teams. And I think that's a great program um, to um, definitely move things forward for the future, for sure. Like I've definitely had my fair share of like when I was on Yo-Yo Jam, I had um, two or three, no, yeah, two apprentices um, that I kind of like helped out and stuff. It was Yo-Yo Jam, it was like really cool. It was, um, you know, each person was kind of assigned like their own like junior um, person. So I was on the pro team on Yo-Yo Jam and then I got mm -hmm. assigned someone that was like in the area at least. Yeah. So each person had their own like person that they would help out that like lived near each other. So you can kind of like always, um, you know, help them out no matter what, which is nice. So um, I lived in the Northeast and Massachusetts. So um, my first apprentice was um, Tyler McCallumore. Um, I don't know if he's on Duncan now, um, but he was. Uh, oh yeah. No one knows out. Tyler McCallumore. Just, uh... <laughs> you know, he only got like, you know, top 10 of nationals this year and killed oh, yeah. it. So <laughs> um, amazing. But um, yeah. So like he lived, like he'd always come to the clubs anyways, and I'd help him <laughs> out and kind of, you know, showed him through the ranks and everything too. And so overall, yeah, again, I think that the programs are really awesome. It's a huge benefit for younger kids to like step their shoes into or, you know, an easier path to get to, you know, where they want to be and like their yo-yo career. And like, to just like, you know, cause again, at a young age, it's very intimidating to like, you know, I remember I was in their shoes. Like it's kind of, you know, a crazy thing to like go up to people, just going up to people in general. And then, you know, yeah. asking for even like the simplest questions of like help. And I mean, I guess even adults and stuff too, but you know, at yeah. a young age, it's so, it's so hard. Um, it's, but it, there's sort of a good takeaway point there, which is that, I mean, someone might hear that and they might go, oh, I'm not on a team, so there's no way I'll ever get a mentor. Um, but for the people who are listening who need a mentor and two, who maybe aren't on any team or are on a team and don't yet have someone that they're mentoring, anyone can just do that. Like if you find uh -huh. someone who's young and who has an interest, um, there is a huge amount of value that comes from just getting mentored through something. And I can speak from experience because I've seen people go through DXL and before that the Sunshine Kite Company and everybody who got mentored ended up getting really, really far. I was there and I, I like Yoshi and Anthony and Grant would like help me with tricks. And maybe it mm -hmm. wasn't a like always over me, but I knew that anytime that I went to club and they were there, I could ask them for help and they'd help me. And then after that, Justin Dower, who you might be hearing about now on Duncan. Oh, yep, yep. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just saw him yo-yoing at a at my high school. He turns out he was my my friend in high school's brother. And so I gave him a uh, a Genesis. Oh, it wasn't any, any of the yo-yos you had any. <laughs> that would have been a cool connection if it would have been one of your uh, signatures or something like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. Genesis, that's a good yo-yo, uh, though. Dang. Really good yo-yo. Um, I, I wouldn't so, be giving that out. So like, <laughs> oh, it, it was a, it was from a 3A pair. It was beat to hell, but oh, still, but still regardless, that's a like a good yo-yo just to give out. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> and so, so like, and then he went through and also got mentored by Yoshi. And I'm sure that 
without that, he would just be some other, just another kid. But as soon as you put a mentor, connect a mentor with an apprentice, you end up getting really good players. It makes a big difference. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is just in general too, with like, even like clubs in general, it's nice to like have something to count on to go to and to get yes. advice or, um, and that's another aspect why I love the yoga community because it's, or why I keep doing it because everyone's so friendly. Um, everyone's willing to help each other out and, um, it's just really awesome. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I guess my next question, who, who were your mentors on Yomega and also throughout all the, the sponsors that you've had, like, oh, who did you God. look up to also? Jeez. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> I could spend here like an hour just listing off names. Like, okay. Who, who, who do you think had, uh, had the, the biggest influence? Well, Cause I could, so, I could just slap a, a sticker on Yoshi <laughs> and go, yeah, Yoshi, without Yoshi, none of the right. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, I could just list off just the people who were on Yomega first mm -hmm. off. Uh, I mean, these are names that people probably don't even know, except for like a few people who are still in the community right now. So an obvious one would be like Mark Mott. He's still of in the course. game, but he was on Yomega. I did Patrick not know Mitchell, that. Patrick Mitchell, um, Andrew Condi, which is actually the older brother of Benjamin Condi. No. Um, Jerry Yon was like Andrew's best friend. So they were on the team together. Matt Rose, Rob Kitts, um, Shinji Saito. He's only, he's mm -hmm. like the 12 time two, two way world champion before Shu, I guess. Oh yeah. And, um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like Omega was stacked with like literally all legends. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but like, I guess those were kind of like my role models, like growing up for like the team wise, but then also the people who are at A to Z definitely kind of mentored me, you know, again, kind of like going back to the, like the club thing and like getting mentors from those type of people. So like, you know, Jack, obviously Jack Finn, the person who ran the yo-yo club or the yo-yo mm -hmm. classes at A to Z was a huge part. Um, and then the yo-yo teachers that were there. Um, they're not necessarily in the yo-yo community, but they were there, you know, because they're they're like college kids and they were they learned how to yo-yo, but they also like were a big influence in my life in my yo-yo life because they taught me like the basics and stuff. And um so yeah, those type of people. And then like, yeah, the list the list goes on and on from like, you know, even like with yo-yo jam. Um and yeah, I guess different people have different like influences in my yo-yoing too. So it's like it's hard to pin, you know, it's it's hard to yeah. pinpoint just like one person because it's like for me, it's kind of like taking styles from everyone's style. Like, you know, I like, you know, growing up, Yuki Spencer, Jesse Garcia, yeah. um, you know, all those people, John Ando, Jensen Kimmett, Charles Haycock, I mean, Tyler Benu, mm -hmm. Alex Leziniak, a person that I grew up with, Sean Fumo. Um, I mean, I'm just naming off names that people probably don't know, but like, you know, yeah. like, like a ton of people, a million people. So lots. <laughs> I mean, you accumulate more and more the longer you stay in the game. And so... I know, I know, I know. I could just name off like pretty much everyone at nationals or exactly. <laughs> you know. exactly. I, I watching your style, this actually uh, transitions pretty well into my next question is kind of a question of like, how do you characterize your style? Um, Cause watching, watching through your videos, uh, like I was thinking like Johnny Devalier mixed with Jensen Kimmett and also a little bit of Janos, like just the way I was kind of thinking about it is like old school, but perfected and then modernized by adding more like really intricate slacks and really mm -hmm. interesting elements that didn't exist. 
I like I don't know if it's yours, but that one where the I think it was from your 2006 final, the one where the yo-yo bounced back and forth. Oh, the, the, the ping pong trick. Yeah. yeah, is that is that oh yours? Oh my god, it is mine. I love yeah, that I mean, trick. so it's funny because I literally made that trick up um like two days before I went on stage. So like that's <laughs> how things rolled back then. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like um, like I think I've heard it in like one of your older podcasts, but like. Um, back then in general like competitions were um, like not truly free like they were freestyles but like not like today where people have like you know two or three months to plan out the routine like mm -hmm. sometimes people would just kind of this was a good opportunity to try out your newest move or to like create a move that you did the night before and try it out on stage yeah. um, the risks were just so much like higher I feel like back then because like well it also happened to correlate with the, the rules back then too like the rules were a lot different too so, and that's why it's funny to see like all the rule changes every year because this happened and, you know, you know, everything evolves, the tricks evolve, evolve um, the judging system evolves. Um, and that's like, well, actually one of the um, awesome aspects that I, you know, I love about yo-yoing as well is because I got to see those changes in real life um, growing up, like, you know, going back to like the styles and stuff and like my style. Um, so like, you know, again, I started like in 99, 2000. So like I was starting off with responsive yo-yo and like, even back then the toughest trick was, I don't know, like boing boing or something that was like the meta trick or something, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. insane. And then, you know, as yo-yos got better, like in, I think in 2000, 2000 to 2001, that's when unresponsive yo-yo started coming out. Like that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Um, so I got to see that evolution, which was awesome because that's when, you know, that year slap came out. So every time someone did a slap move, that was like a bajillion points. Yeah. So, um, which is crazy. Um, well, it's sort of like how uh, 2.0 up to like 4.0 hooks and now nextals, like now even hooks are old. Like that boom has all <laughs> right. come and gone. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now it's all but nextals it... and it's going to move into something else soon. Oh, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get on that, but I also don't want to get on that because I just get caught in my hair. Yeah, <laughs> You're, I think uh, but, you get an exemption for the hair. <laughs> oh man, tons of props though. I actually just saw someone on Instagram, this like random kid in my feed, is like, uh, you had to be less than ten and just hitting next was, like crazy. Um, well, yeah, that, and then there's also like oh. other younger kids, not even sponsored, just hitting next goals like nothing. I'm just like, oh. yeah. dang, like what the heck? Like everyone's getting so good now, so fast, so. Mm -hmm um but yeah just like yeah I guess going back to your original question about mm -hmm. the styles and stuff like I think um my style has definitely evolved with the styles and the trends also too um and going back to like you know one of my favorite parts about yang yang in general or even back then was having the opportunity to see all the changes like that's yeah. what yeah every year was so exciting I could tell you like I I mean I wrote it down here but like in you know, 2001 to 2002, that's when like slacks and um, lacerations started coming out. Like that wasn't even existent. So anyone that did those type of moves in the competition, they're getting top three, no matter what, because it was brand yeah. new. And then 2003, that's when grinds and like slack tech came out. So, mm -hmm. you know, Johnny Devalier and stuff, that style. So like my, you know, um, my style was kind of evolving around, definitely inspired by Johnny Devalier at first. Um, and then the 2004 to 2006, that's when like, you know, Slack tech and grinds were more redefined and everything. But I mean, I can keep yeah. on going every, you know, going on and on every year, but you know, it's really cool to see the styles evolve every year, um, like that. So, oh, I, I might actually, after this message, you would ask for like 
every every year i i don't know <laughs> this might be too much time just like it'd be really nice to have a list of like 20 years of what was the thing in that year i just think that'd be a really interesting thing to look at and yeah because we just think it was just uh-huh no go ahead sorry I'm oh, so i the the way i've started thinking about yo-yoing is sort of like a, a technology um there's a thing i learned in school it's like mrl and trl and all this stuff and it's a thing that they use in like uh, in industries, let's say you're developing a camera, you have a core like photosensitive uh, sensor and you're like, oh, okay, that's really cool, but we have no application for that. So then you start adding more and more around it and you start building out and then suddenly you have a DSLR and then suddenly you have something that you can actually bring to market. And then eventually you get to like mirrorless technology and up to like 4K stuff and you just keep adding to it, but it all evolves just like how the iPod evolved from like one little little thing up exactly. to this this huge thing <laughs> that boosted a company and yo-yoing kind of follows the same trends of being a technology and every year we add another brick into that little yo-yo uh total knowledge base and right. i think building those and, and kind of getting to understand be best practices of like what's the right way to learn like when binds used to be backwards or forwards and sometimes you just get a a knot and you would just accept that and then one day someone was like oh if we bind this way it's always perfect and then everyone just started binding <laughs> yep. like that i think it's those little little tiny changes that add up into things that kids get corrected on early on and then suddenly you have kids who land nextals and just like i don't know five years ago it was like everyone suddenly could learn land a 2.5 hook and before then, suddenly everyone was doing slacks and arm tricks and and neck right. tricks and big tricks and above your head had a had a an era for a while. Oh, and I definitely. Think yeah. Now we have that the technology. All those now become tools in like the yo-yoing toolbox that we can all collectively grab from. And I think that explains a lot about it. And I think that your style and a lot of people who've been in the game before bearings were a thing <laughs> uh, is that you had to dive into unresponsive and basic responsive yo-yos uh or sorry re uh, responsive and like semi unresponsive yo-yos and you had to master and win competitions with those and so you just have a broader base to work on just like how a <laughs> senior engineer at apple is going to know everything because he was working on the first ipod right exactly yeah yeah that's um yeah, and that kind of goes to the point where um, I think one of the questions you asked me before was, um, or maybe it was in that in the form here, um, but like also like tips on how to get to like a certain style or um, emulating um, other people's styles. Yeah. And so like, obviously I've been in the game for a while. So my style started off responsive. And even uh -huh. to this day, like, you know, you know, kids in the yo-yos, obviously the technology has taken yo-yos like, they're, oh, every yo-yo is really good no matter what and yeah. um you know people when they first see yo-yoing are really awesome like unresponsive tricks that's what they want to do they want to jump right into that but you know i'm really i really try to get people to learn on a responsive yo-yo first because one it's easier and two it kind of builds you the you know the fundamentals on like how to properly throw a yo-yo just to get a good feel yeah. for it um and that kind of gives you that discipline to know, you know, just to have the overall feeling of a yo-yo before going into the unresponsive world. Um, but I think that's why my style is 
you know, some people are like, oh man, Eric, how is your tricks? How is your double or nothing so much smoother than my double or nothing? It's well, because yeah. I use like a, you know, a small slim bearing plastic <laughs> yo-yo on mine <laughs> versus yeah. your like wide bi-metal tri-metal yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. But, it's almost um, like the tech, if, if they start too far into the technology, then they might not know the fundamentals that make this right. end result work. So you not, might not have to the like, best by metal, but it doesn't mean you know how to use it. Not to diss any of like those yo-yos or like people's styles, but like I think yeah. it's just, in my opinion, I think um, you can definitely benefit um, from using like a responsive yo-yo at first um, yeah. just to gain some like grounds and um, understand the feel of the yo-yo, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, some that I wanted to touch on uh, just because I noticed it in all of your videos and I think you're a big innovator in um, follow combos. Uh, first of all, I just want to shout out, I think there's a guy, his name's like SEO DM follow or something on Instagram and he is really, really good follow combos and I'm sure you were a major inspiration to him. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link to his bio, but uh, what kind of got you sorry into... there's like a lot of background noise here i don't know if you can hear that there's a guy oh no it's it, zoom is doing a great job of filtering it out oh okay because like <laughs> yeah. there's literally a lot of people out here right now with a, with dogs barking and stuff so <laughs> as long as you can't hear that then that's fine so oh there's actually a wave <laughs> going on in my room right now <laughs> oh sure oh okay yeah, yeah. i was wondering what no. those lights were on going on exactly. in the background and all those people in there and ignore the, the the little powder right here um okay. so uh <laughs> uh uh yeah, so follows. What um what kind of have you what what got you into those? How did you develop those? And like do you have any are are you still working on on new stuff with them cuz you just have such solid combos that always have a definitive end to them. Mm -hmm. Which is sometimes so, tough with a follow. Yeah, so again that kind of goes back to just like the styles back then and that's the style that I really kind of like hammered into my um, my yo-yoing um, yeah. so like that style was kind of um, this is back in 2004 2002 three four five six kind of I guess yeah in my prime yo-yoing yeah. career um, so I was really that those were the type of tricks that that were scoring a lot that, that was like the meta stuff back then so this is kind of like an example like comparing it to like today's yo-yoing um, everyone's really good at that like you know that meta combo yeah. because it's the trick that scores the most and then back then the follow stuff the lacerations those were the tricks that were scoring big time as well so that's why i was constantly doing those type of tricks which is why i probably still do it today because it's like the only trick i did for like five or six years straight uh -huh. <laughs> um so that was like the meta back then so um i get but like to get good at it, it you know it's just like with anything it's just a lot of practice and um, uh -huh. Just keep on doing it over and over again until you get really comfortable doing the trick without even looking and stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. so, I mean, I could definitely reach out to him or you can send me his um, information. I can, I guess I can help him with some stuff if that's what he was asking, right? Or Wait, who? Uh, the the person you were mentioning about the follow stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he would love it. He He's, mm -hmm. he's already at <laughs> really really high level he would just love to to hear from you i bet oh uh, gotcha just him down. <laughs> um uh so perfect um one thing is that it's it's like it seemed like you were would you say because i i don't really i wasn't in the game at that time uh that you were kind of pushing the boundary on that 
on follows because just by the reaction of the crowd it sounded like you were doing something that had never been seen before um i think in your 2006 nationals mm -hmm. um it might be that the worlds i might be getting them confused but mm -hmm. uh, yeah oh god you did that a really cool follow combo and then also in your diamondback video i think you did the same and when i first saw that i right now today I, I was watching your follow combo from 2006 or whatever and i was like that's so cool that would, <laughs> oh, thank that you. would make me so happy yeah, that, if I saw it today. that was wild that was um so that trick specifically i was just uh -huh. doing because um, i wanted to be different so it's, i guess it's like the equivalent of like you know everyone's doing like these like crazy 4.5 hooks or whatever but well yep. what if i did it sideways so same yes. kind of deal what if i just did this trick with a, a ufo kind of sideways style and do it yeah and so it took me a lot of tries to get that one, but eventually, you know, with practice, I got it down because I did it over and over again, but I just kind of wanted to be different. So it's like, it's so funny how things come full circle because it's like literally yeah. the same kind of concept or element um, where it's like you you take a trick that you've learned or you, that you saw from somebody else and you just kind of make it your own or you kind of like evolve it, I guess, too. And, yeah. and that's another reason why I love yo-yoing is because like everyone has their own styles and, um, you know, tricks people can just like kind of see from other people and evolve it from that. Yeah. So it's just, it's so crazy. And I definitely am not taking ownership on the follows because I've definitely watched yeah. other people do that. Um, it wasn't like, it was my thing. It was like kind of the thing back then. Again, it was like yeah. the meta. So like a lot of the top competitors were doing it and they're realizing that this was the trick that was scoring a lot. So a lot of the Japanese, um, a lot of like top players at the competitions back then were, would be doing like these follow combos. Um, mm. And yeah, like Pauli Gumminson from Iceland, he definitely was doing a lot of those tricks for sure. He was a big inspiration on those type of moves. Um, Andrew Bergen even too, he had some crazy follow combos, mm. um, Alexis JV. But um, yeah, it was definitely an inspiration from other people that I've seen before. And I'm just like redefining it, I guess, too. So um absolutely hopefully that answers your question but <laughs> no you know you definitely did yeah. it seemed like in competition you were doing it in normal what if that's horizontal like vertical yo-yoing i guess the the standard style uh -huh. and then in that yep. diamondback video you were getting it with the ufos horizontal and that's part of what i was getting as like you just take something that's cool and you make it really cool and you perform it and then you still look at it and you go what more can i add Oh, let's do it horizontal. Right. <laughs> it's like exactly. okay, yeah. Now it's a that's totally what I think. Just put it horizontal. Path. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I think you you ended in like some horizontal Brent stole, but it looked like yeah. it was impossible to land. I don't know how that. It was it. very difficult. Yeah. I'm sure that took a lot of takes. <laughs> First oh, try. Really? Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Now that would be so cool. Um, but yeah, such a such a pretty trick, and also just Thank to talk you. about that Diamondback video um that is a video that i i was watching it this morning as as research and i was remembering um the the intro because i used to just binge all the new videos as they came out like um like i specifically remember tyler's tyler severance's uh the severe video where he was like grinding on a rail and that was oh super cool. yeah it's like yeah little i i don't remember everything i definitely remember the theory video grant johnson yoshi and i think brian figueroa i could be wrong on the third ben condi ben condi ben condi ben condi yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> practically the same person uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. uh anyway uh that so but but with that video the the diamondback video i had a diamondback because uh yoshi I think just like had a spare from the factory oh, and he was man. like, here, want this? <laughs> and, and that was 
one of I think that was my second favorite. Um, no, probably third because both the Hiroyuki Speeder Two and Phenomism are always going to be first oh, place yeah. in oh, my head. Sure. No offense, yeah. but that's easily my Ross, third favorite. Come on, man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the best metal yo-yo that Yo-Yo Jam ever made, I think, was the Diamondback. Um, I kept playing it for for years. I think I'm downsized and I regret selling it, but I, I definitely want to get another because it's just such a good shape and such a solid yo-yo. Anyway, I'm going off on a, on a no, tangent. Okay. It was also one of the only ones that they had that could finger spin and, uh, and like do all my grinds. And that was very hard hey. to come by with Yo-Yo Jam. For a long right. time uh, yeah but that video i remember watching it a lot and i think seeing you doing slack and doing follows and doing all that influenced my style a lot but for some reason back in that day i was focused on grant johnson because i always saw him and the fact that he edited the video and i totally forgot that you were i was just gonna editor. say so what I remember <laughs> was the Diamondback Yo-Yo and Grant Johnson, and I totally, just my brain left you out of the equation, and still your style influenced me, because I remembered the tricks, and I, I still do tricks that look very similar to tricks that are in that video now, and I'm like, that must have just subconsciously gotten to me, so <laughs> you were just secretly hiding in my brain as one of my biggest influences, and I totally hey. forgot until I watched that video this morning. It was a long time ago too, but um, yeah, yeah, that was that's crazy. That was a good time. Um, yeah, Grant's definitely a good person to learn some yo-yo stuff from. I mean, the whole crew over there is like amazing. So yeah, I mean, they they were my yo-yo jam teammates too. So like, I yes. I know they're they're awesome. Everyone everyone on yo-yo jam was amazing. So that's a that's another video. If anyone wants to, I mean, so well shot and so like just a really grant was always so good at packaging people's tricks to look really really pretty and the tricks themselves are just such a good payoff um and a decade later i think every single trick in there holds up and could totally like <laughs> like do really well on instagram or tiktok or in competition. <laughs> like they're just such pretty tricks and so well constructed. Oh, thank you um well he made it look good though too he was a very good director like that's the bonus of like Grant Johnson too. Not only is he like an incredible yo-yoer, he had such an eye for um like filming tricks, how to present yes. them. Um, it was just so well done. Um, you can make anyone look good, honestly. So, well, so then kind of to dive into that, what do you think makes a a video look good? Because you've both worked with him and also you know done videos with so many different companies, and now making your own TikToks. Like you clearly <laughs> have a gift for that. What do you think makes a good um, yo-yo video? Hmm. Well, I mean, all those um, videos are all completely different um, formats from each other. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess I'll just start off with like the TikTok stuff. I mean, that is completely, you know, it's a very short, get to the point kind of deal. You're trying to hook people in and you're doing like a, not necessarily like the craziest yo-yo trick, but you're just doing something that's going to engage like audiences overall. Um, it's funny, like I just, I joined the TikTok thing because uh, um, Evan Nagao, I wasn't originally, I mean, I've seen people do the TikTok stuff, but like I met up with Evan, he was actually in the Boston area because uh, uh, his brother graduated school um, last summer. So he was in the area and he hit me up and we're just like, oh, let's uh, hang out. And then he's just like, Eric, you got to get on this TikTok thing. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be one of those people or whatever. And <laughs> 
Um, Can I do that, the DNA on my <laughs> nose? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like yeah. at first I was just like he very hesitant, but at the same time, I'm just like having a gal is like trying to get me into this. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was like walking me through the ways, which I think you even mentioned on your podcast. I'm like what the, the formula was or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like, um, I did a video with him. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it's like when I'm doing DNA and he like feeds me a waffle because we ate like waffles that day. So he's like, Eric, this this would be such a good idea. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. This this whole video took, even though it was like a 15 second video, it took like a million tries to do because like one, the, the wording, two, yo-yoing while you're talking, like it's yep. kind of like a crazy thing. So like definitely, even though it's like a simple thing, it's not at the same time because it's mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, as you know, like you've been doing like, you know, video stuff as well. And just like any of the TikTokers and yo-yo like influencers, I guess it's like, it's a lot of work. And I give a lot of respect to those type of people, even though the videos are like, you know, they're a lot shorter than a full clip yo-yo video. Yeah. Um, it's still like a lot of work even to do the simplest tricks because it's like the presentation, um, obviously hitting the trick. And there's just a lot of little things that go on to it that I realized like, wow, this is a lot of work to just do this one little video here. So yeah. prop, props to the, all the TikTokers. They're doing a great job, I think. And um, even though it's like, you know, you know, even though it's like a just trying to like get people involved, but like that's the whole point. Like it's, you know, they're doing the simplest tricks yet. They're trying to get people, you know, to evolve the CIO community, I guess, too, at the same time. So that's kind yeah. of the whole point of it. Cause I know a lot of people are throwing shade at like, you know, some people like, why are you, you know, you definitely can do a lot more, you know, better tricks in the DNA than why don't you do those tricks? Well, it's because it's, you know, it's a different kind of, you know, approach, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, it's what works that, in the, in the, oh the medium. <laughs> right. Yeah. So definitely overall, yeah, respect to that type of video format, but then yeah, like clip videos um, and just like other videos, um, there's a lot of, yeah, I guess, um, just a lot of different, um, angles to look at. So, you know, like if you're promoting like your own yo-yo and stuff, then you probably want to do some like, you know, crazier tricks than the DNA or something kind of deal. Yeah. But, um, I mean, even though I have a bunch of videos out there, I don't have too much experience in like, you know, putting videos out there, but like from my point of view, I think it's important to have some really cool, like slowy or a flashy kind of tricks. Mm -hmm. um maybe some slow-mos in there some good you know good lighting and like again grant was like really good at like capturing like uh, the location um how the yo-yo trick is going to be filmed um there's a lot of little things that go into it to make it look good so even if you yeah. don't have like a crazy trick you can make it look really good by like you know one doing it in slow-mo the location mm -hmm. um just different angles on the shots i guess so um Brightening like your string of... with uh with UV light is really taking off. <laughs> yeah, exactly um, right. Which um, just to just to mention, uh, I put out something about UV lights causing cataracts and cancer, which is potentially true. It's definitely true at a certain intensity and closeness oh, no. and exposure time. <laughs> but I think generally, the amount that people are getting exposed to is not that much. So I myself, I use three massive floodlights uh that are like designed <laughs> for outdoors so for myself i use sunglasses and sunblock and i recommend that to anyone under 13 um to do that just in case but i'm also working with my brother who's a physicist and i'm an engineer and i'm trying to do all the math to figure out what the exposure limits are and once i finish that research i'll put out another thing so just to clarify uh <laughs> and disambiguate 
that's not the right way to use that word. Anyway, just to clarify, uh, uh, be 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 on the side of caution, but also don't get too scared. That's all yeah, I have to say good, about that. Good advice. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, especially if you're going to be exposed like to that much. Um, so I mean, that much yeah. of like anything, it makes sense to like protect yourself. What I worry about is I know I used to sit in front of a camera for like three hours taking doing take after take after take before I was good enough to get the shot in like five minutes. (laughs) And so I'm just in my head. I'm like, what if someone has like 500 watts all aimed right at them of UV and they're like 12 and and like that's the age that you do get like exposure at a young age is way worse than exposure at an old age. I would that just seems like a terrible idea to me so I just I that's why I made that shout out um or that warning that's all I'll say about that more more to come once I finish my research (laughs) (laughs) no very important advice though for sure but that said to, to bring it back UV light making a string pop definitely makes for a good viral video um I know Hudson, if you know Hudson uh, Carlap or Charlap, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, he's on Yo-Yo Factory now, right? Right, yeah, he's one of the yeah. newest members, yeah. And he's also, like, he's got the lighting down. I know he's working on Final Cut Pro, and so, like, he's adding these oh, really wow. cool slow-mos. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. Man, I was just kind of using uh, iMovie on my phone. Or, oh, yeah. um, just, like, I remember if I when I was back into, like, trying to film videos for myself i was just kind of using iMovie or something but yeah that's um that's pretty legit <laughs> yep and same with uh bella who i think also has gotten picked up by yoyo factory oh yeah she's she's killing it yep yeah like every day i'm just scrolling i'm like oh my god here we go another trick like she's like constantly getting better it's insane and and what a perfect example of take something that everyone's like well not everyone's doing but the double dna that was evan's trick i think uh, he was the f- only person to land it for a while. Then people started landing it. And then Bella was like, yeah, I'm just going to go live until I land it. And then she did. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I would have saw that. But um, Oh, wait. Sorry. I, I mean, sorry, I did sorry. see the... Oh, God. It was a triple DNA that she landed. So she took the double DNA, oh, added one little piece, and created something brand new, which kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier. It's so like, good. It's always happening. That innovation process is always going on and the kids are always leading the way. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a, a not to like another tangent here, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you first get into yoyoing, I think it's important to um, definitely, you know, try to, cause you don't really have your own style. You're just kind of learning your own tricks or the basics and stuff. It's, you know, it's nice to emulate other people or, um, to pick someone that you like, like their style and kind of like, kind of copy it, honestly, and like learn from them or learn from other people, obviously too. Um, but then eventually down the road, once you get, you know, more comfortable with more elements that you learn is that you get to put together the pieces, what you think is, you know, what is cool to you or, um, what you like doing. Cause obviously, you know, there's a lot, a million different styles out there now. So, um, Mm kind of just, um, you know, do your own thing and do what you like to do. So. Absolutely. That's kind of why I like I like your style too, because it's you know it's not like you know there's a from the competition standpoint there's so many people who like kind of you know they all have like similar styles it's because they have to because that's the tricks that score but yeah. then at the same time yoing like for me nowadays too it's more of a like an art form so it's nice to mm-hmm. see more innovation versus like sporty type of tricks I guess if that makes sense 
yeah. um, and, or just, you know, yo-yo tricks that look good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like that's, those are the tricks that get me excited. Like, like when I go to a competition, like I make a, um, like I just go to a, like a person that I like, you know, look at their tricks and stuff. And I just want to learn one trick at the contest. Cause I'm not going to remember everyone's tricks. So I like, I, you know, I just try to learn like one dope trick from somebody and then just yes. really try to learn it. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, I don't know where I was going with that, but, uh, I think just like, yeah, learning tricks from other people definitely helps, um, you know, kind yeah. of graduate your style and everything. So, but I think the secret sauce is if you, if you find what the current meta is and you innovate on that, then throughout history, those are the people who tend to take it to the next level. Like that's Evan, mm -hmm. that's Gentry, that's Hiroyuki, that's, that's Janos. That's, they always found what's, ha that's you too. You found what's, what's scoring right now. Now, how do I take <laughs> that to the next level? Yeah. And I think that's, that's the secret sauce for everything really. <laughs> mm -hmm. You could generalize yeah, that to anything in life. Um, yeah wow that's a good little that's, a, let me just <laughs> that's the secret sauce time stuff. i like that um what 50 minutes right there 50 we hit the the, the secret sauce um yeah. uh so what it kind of reminds me of though is uh like i like i actually mentioned um i i went to engineering my brother went to to physics and, and like pure science and kind of the difference there is that i mean uh, I, I won't go off on a tangent there sorry uh the difference there is that <laughs> okay. um like the scientists are focused on researching and uh doing you know doing the science for its own sake and to make a new discovery and to try to find something cool and then you go oh my god i just figured out how much dark matter weighs or whatever uh and that's so cool because now we know how much dark matter weighs or <laughs> for a better example like the diameter of the earth that was something a scientist came about just because he wanted to know. And so he figured it out. He got the diameter yeah. of the earth by doing a calculation. But then engineers, which this is kind of the more competitive yo-yoers for my analogy. Um, the engineers are the ones who take what the scientists do and they go, oh, great. That's now another tool, which like to an engineer, an equation is the same as a hammer. I just take an equation. I take some statistics that are in some statistics table and I go, oh, if I'm getting in, uh, we could do it with yo-yos. If I'm getting in a hundred yo-yos, I need this many to be A grades to be convinced that this whole lot is all going to be A grades. Uh, and so you just figure out how many yo-yos you have to finger test to, to feel for vibe. And then you now mm -hmm. know, okay, great. We've just accept since sampled this whole lot. And so we're good. And so I just take an equation and I use it like a tool, whereas the scientists is the ones who, who are actually sitting down and developing that. And so kind of drawing that comparison to the innovators in yo-yoing being the scientists like Dr. Popular and, and uh, Mark McBride and, and, and you, of course, um, and just like taking and investigating deeper into something. And then there's the engineers. Like in my mind, I go to Katie Thompson because I just got her on my team and she's so good and no one hey. knew about her because she wasn't on social media. So she just <laughs> secretly became a really good yo-yoer and she's very much a competitor or, or has that very meta style and she right. just takes yeah, tricks yeah. and pieces them together. And now it's an amazing trick, but maybe is less interested in like diving into why is this happening this way? Um, and that's, and, and there's room for, for everybody. Uh, and you kind of totally. need both sides, the performers and the people who are, who are creating the new stuff. Not to say that Katie doesn't innovate. She does. And she's really smart, but, uh, but just as an example to illustrate the point.
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so something else I want to talk on. First of all, are you good on time? We're like fifty three minutes. Yeah, in. I think so. Um, and while you're looking, yeah. I'll just bring up the next point. Um, yep, go ahead. Cool. Uh, I, we probably have like 30, 30 more minutes of stuff to okay. talk about, if that's good. Um, yeah, it should be okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So uh, one is you, you mentioned some of the eras of kind of your yo-yoing life uh, uh, earlier when we were talking before we started this, uh, like Yomega and then Yo-Yo Jam and then Yo-Yo Factory um, and sort of the years. Could you kind of just go in like like we're going to the table of contents of your biography and like <laughs> oh, just God. hit the just hit the, <laughs> hit the tops of the trees of like what was going on in those different years and maybe what were some of the takeaways that you took from each of those eras yeah i mean so i guess kind of like the title each kind of era i guess it was um awesome just to see the big transformations in yo in general and obviously that had a big influence in my yo-yoing throughout the years, um, seeing different people's styles, different people come on, coming on board. Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely influenced my style overall because like, you know, the person who was like the top tier that year, um, you know, they had a big influence on everyone's styles. And it's funny because it's like back then, it's completely different from nowadays because one, we didn't have the social media to like learn things or like to see who was coming. I guess that was another thing that was really cool. Cause back then it was kind of like a surprise factor too. So like, you know, when you go to a contest, you have no idea who's going to be there, what they're going to, what they're capable of. Um, so like, I guess even going back to like 2002, 2003, when like Johnny Devalier was coming on the scene, like, you know, obviously people from the Bay area knew him cause that's where he lived and he was killing it. Um, but like when you go to a contest like the world championships and stuff like no one really it, unless you like really knew who he was or was invested and had like the videos at the time of like um, watching his style like you knew who he was but overall he was just kind of like not a dark horse but like you know I, I guess that surprise factor like not a lot of people knew about him like as compared to today like oh that we have like you know five favorites that could definitely win a contest and it happens like it's true because people already know but like back then it's more of like a dark horse kind of deal like no one knows who's gonna like come out of the top kind of deal obviously it depends on the day and like how they do in the competition but that was like really fun to like you know that was a big difference from you know today from back then the social media aspect that was not it didn't exist <laughs> and, yeah. and then like for me as a yo yo back then too um like obviously it was I was really beneficial to like going to like a yo-yo club in real life learning from like other people and stuff so that was like huge because not everyone has like a store that they can just pop in and like learn yo-yo tricks from yes and then also um yeah just kind of seeing the styles evolve and um yeah like when I first started yo-yoing too I was um I really depended on people to like hand me like burnt cds of like people's freestyles I guess and like clip videos because like you can't just go on you know back then the internet wasn't like the internet was a thing but like you had to go on dial-up and that was like a mess like you couldn't go on the internet without being like tied into the phone line kind of deal um, I'm not going to get into the tangent on that but that was just a funny time because it's like uh -huh. you know you would um you know when I was in middle school or high school I would try to like download the latest like BAC videos or something but it would take like all day to, to download one freestyle 
And so like, by the time I got home, I could be like, oh shoot, like um, I can download a video and I see someone's two minute, three minute routine. And like, that was epic. And then it's just like, I gotta wait another day to watch another person's routine kind of deal. But um, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that kind of deal. But I guess it was just like, yeah, the evolution of like technology, also the evolution of yo-yoing. Um, it was just really cool to see like in person happen. But, I'm just adding dial-up sound effects in the background. Oh my god! Sorry. Sorry. Oh my god! PTSD. I couldn't miss the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess overall it was just really awesome for that surprise factor. Just to like, that's what made competition special for me too, or even more special. Um, you know, not knowing who was going to be there, or I guess in a competition sense, that was really cool too. And that's how the. Um, you know, like, for example, like when John Ando did like all his, like when he won the world championships that year in 2008, that was literally his second contest that he competed in for 1A, which is insane. And he won. Uh -huh. <laughs> and his, that wasn't even his main style. He's a 2A player. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and like, you know, some people knew that he did 1A or like he barely even did it, obviously. And then just came out of nowhere. And it's like, you know what, my second contest, since I won you know, since I won a regional, I'm going to compete at the world championships and kill it. And he did. Yeah, yeah. And obviously all the stuff that he was doing, no one really saw because one, he didn't show it off. And two, the technology wasn't really there. I mean, YouTube came out like two or three years after he competed then. Um, yeah. So like YouTube was still even a, a new thing back then. Um, but like, again, it was just like, no one really knew unless you like had the videos up or if you knew the person um, like there. So it's uh, uh it's yeah. interesting i'm watching uh if, if you look at dr popular's youtube channel you can see he's now uploading a lot of the stuff that i think i assume that these videos are things that he like taped in the 90s and were getting passed <laughs> around like as as cassettes Sorry. oh my god uh, as yep. cassettes and like getting you know downloaded by people through dial up and on aol oh, and like, for sure and now he's yeah. finally adding them and they look like they're 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 total yo-yo history and i'm sure there's so much incredible stuff that's just sitting on some you know hard disk drive getting corrupted that has some I know. brilliant like thing that would be so so important to to like get that archived somewhere because it's just so much information that that could get lost otherwise right um, exactly and then like even um like back then when i was competing or just going to competitions in 99 2000 2001 mm -hmm. um you know obviously iphones didn't even exist back then or the only way of like recording a video was through your freaking camcorder like that huge yep. Um, thing. So, my, so luckily, like when my parents went with me to the competitions, because, you know, I was only 11 or 12 back then, um, yeah. like my first contest uh, after I got sponsored was Nationals. Um, they came with me because I was too young to fly on a plane, obviously, but they always would film everyone's routines on a camcorder. So I'd go back home and um, watch all the routines through a VHS converter kind of deal. And yeah. um, that was like something I had the advantage of was going to the contest and watching the routines right away. Um, rather than um, those videos being posted like two years later on a VHS video, like professionally done or something. But um, yeah, it was just kind of crazy to, um, yeah, it just made the competition like extra special too. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, just, yeah, it's crazy, something that crazy, I think we, crazy times. I think that we take for granted 
um, kind of comes back to how yo-yoing is a technology, but also the technology of the world that's available to us, like, like having an iPhone in our pockets, like even a bad iPhone, even like a six year old iPhone now has 1080p and sometimes 4k, <laughs> like my, my iPhone 10 R can shoot 4k video. And it's like, that's now what four four generations old, which I think might be eight years, I'd have to say. Gee, wow. so that's an eight-year-old phone. I I, I took might be totally wrong with that. Someone might fact check me and DM me, but um, but <laughs> it's like that old and shooting such good video. It's like I, we just take it so much for granted. Um, and I think it it also helps with the development of new yo-yoers because, for example, yo-yo expert. Like how many people have learned from Andre and now um, Yo Tricks, like just having those available on, you have a mentor in your pocket and not I only know, do you have so a mentor, crazy. they curate the best, you know, yo-yoers in the world. I think, have you done anything with uh, teaching on Yo-Yo Expert? I feel like I've seen. Um, I've done a few, there. not a couple of like, um, like product specific videos, I guess, obviously with the, uh, the uppercut and KO, the mystery box, oh, yeah. I did a video for them. And then also like the Adam Smasher. And then even before that, like the fast 201, yeah. um, they had the fast challenge. So I was kind of describing like how to do the tricks, I guess. Um, so like videos here and there for them. Yeah. That, Oh, just to bring back, I know um, Mike Montgomery, I had him on recently a uh, really, really interesting episode. Um, for people who are over 18 and interested in a, a really interesting discussion with a cool yo yo, he was talking about the Fast 201 challenge. Could you kind of go into what that was and maybe some of the behind the scenes of like how how it worked and, and if it was successful for on yo 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 factory side and also for kids' learning side? Because I think it had the potential to. Yeah, I'm totally not sure of like the whole like figuring out how it start got started and everything process. I was just kind of uh -huh. like um, going along with it because it just happened. Like, I guess the uh -huh. first time I, I even heard about the fast challenge was when because I've so the fast challenges, um, I think I was made up by Yo-Yo Factory, obviously, like um, they have the fast 201 Yo-Yo. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea of the fast challenge was kind of like a, a really a fast competition of like doing 10 yo-yo tricks whoever can do it, those tricks the fastest won uh -huh. the the contest or the round um Got i mean it. depending on how you play it i guess but like the tricks were like very you know they're responsive basic tricks like the gravity pull walk the dog rock the baby um, i'm trying to remember to order because i used to do it too um stop and go i think it ended with like a rocket in the pocket kind of deal or rocket skyrocket Mm -hmm. um, but basically it was like a race who can do the, the tricks the fastest. And, um, they brought that contest to the world championships in I forget which year. It might've been like 2005 or 2006, I forget. Um, or 2003. Well, anyways, um, they had uh -huh. the contest and it was crazy because, um, I think Ben McPhee, uh, the owner of Yo-Yo Factory, one of the owners, um, decided to make the grand prize a car <laughs> like one of, i guess i think it was like an old car that he had or something but either way it was like a car for a, car. a prize <laughs> oh my god it's funny because um uh when i went to the contest that year i went with a bunch of um people from the northeast because we had a pretty good size club um from a to z and stuff too and um 
one of my friends, Ethan Bind, um, from where where I live, he eventually he's he's the one he competed and he's the one that won the car, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, to make a long story short, but like with um, with a name like Bind, how could he not? <laughs> well, it's B E I N Bind, I'm not Bind, oh, okay. but um, gotcha. that would be cool though too. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, he uh, yeah won a car though. Like, not many people can be like, yeah, I just want a car to yo got this. So it's kind of insane. Um, uh, he he should bring that back uh, that would be a i know <laughs> yeah oh, man. but overall like yeah that fast challenge it was a really cool concept it was a cool um idea to just like do at competitions or even smaller events got people involved yeah. um because obviously it's you know it's not the hardest tricks but it's like you know basic tricks that you know most people could do if you were into yoyoing at least and yeah. um that's just like a fun friendly contest and i think it was a really cool idea they should definitely bring that back or something but um, and then they obviously branded it behind like the, the yo-yo fast 201 which had like their full, fully active starburst technology i think it stands for fast and yep. um, basically the fully adjustable was like full, fully oh, adjustable oh, okay, i think yeah. so because you could yeah. make them go in and out ah uh, yeah you're right because uh, uh, it had uh, teeth inside actually it wasn't yes. like a, an o-ring or a response pad it was like literally mm-hmm. like these like plastic um teeth that would come out that you could um it looked like shark teeth i guess and then you yeah. have to adjust it accordingly to make it like responsive or semi responsive or unresponsive but like yeah just crazy <laughs> i was i was watching the book of boba fett on uh the the new like disney plus and yeah. they, they come back to the sarlacc pit in that show i won't say what happens but the sarlacc pit it has these teeth and it's in a circle, and I was looking at that. Thinking, oh, oh I know what you mean. One. I, I can see and it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Someone should make a meme of that. Yeah. Fully adjustable Sarlacc technology. <laughs> That'd be a fun, funny contest idea. Uh huh. Um, or fully adjustable Sarlacc teeth. That's the, the new oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, so but as far as like easy tricks, but doing them quickly in a competitive sort of style. That reminds me a lot about Angelo and Godspeed because his Godspeed combo, <laughs> if you're yeah, at a certain true. level, it's the same thing. It's just do a series of tricks re- as fast as you possibly can. And, oh and then, except instead of winning a car, you win a bunch of viewers. Although <laughs> more of you are doing it in 2020 than you might. And now today's now world, that's that like worth a lot though. Yes. Oh, completely. <laughs> the views completely. are money. Um... So cool. So I think there's, we've hit on a lot of good stuff. Um, I think I have one more real question before we go into the, into kind of the conclusion. You've taught a lot um, through doing your, the, the club, the, the HZ club. Mm-hmm. And you were also, I mean, you were the sort of a Yoshi Mikamoto of the East coast. I know that they had a lot of teachers over there, um, but, but like you were one of them uh throughout all that time that you've done that i also know that you you teach like yo-yo lessons uh, i don't know if you do that so much anymore oh if people are interested mm-hmm. in taking lessons with you where can they hit you up for like yeah lessons, um I yeah so yep they could do uh yeah yo-yo champion.com mm-hmm. and there'll be a list of people i think right now it's um lucas decker and myself um gentry i think too that we're doing the lessons so um yeah go up hit that website up and schedule a time and date with me. So, yeah. So what I'm interested in is how do you, 
how do you find that teaching yo-yoing like what's the path that you try to bring people along like someone comes to you they've never touched a yo-yo before how do you get them from uh throwing all the way up to you know doing advanced slack and tech stuff um, so I basically just hand them a yo-yo factory uppercut or a KO and then they instantly just become really good. It's like crazy. <laughs> so you've got to hit those yo-yos up when they come out again. So, yeah, yeah. In um, fact, any yo-yo factory yo-yo, but specifically those two, you touch them yeah, and you those, instantly are the best. Those yo-yos specifically, uh -huh. I feel, have like the best impressions on people. They're just like, wow, this shape is awesome. <laughs> and if they don't like uh -huh. that one, they can choose the KO or the uppercut and the colorways. It's just such a great yo-yo. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. you can't beat the price either. What is the um, price? Uh, so I think the price point was um, thirty five for the uppercut, and then forty nine ninety nine for the the bimetal KO. So I was I was so and, ready to say that cheap, sarcastically at any price, but I'm gonna no, say that was, for real that cheap. <laughs> that is yeah, that, that was really uh, good. Yeah, that one of the more important aspects that I wanted, yeah. and that type of yo-yos um, definitely the price point so it can kind of be more affordable for everyone to um, to get something you know a good yo-yo but for a yeah. cheaper price kind of deal so um, I think and that was like a collaborative effort obviously between yo-yo expert and yo-yo factory and myself so oh yeah absolutely the, those prices are hard to get without a good collaboration between like a solid company and a, and a mm -hmm. good distributor and a good retailer like mm -hmm. that's that that is a tough thing to do. And when you can do it, that's an achievement because that is having affordable yo-yos is so important. And that's one of the things totally. like, I'll, I'll sometimes, I know that you are a massive yo-yo factory fanboy, and I love a lot of yo-yo factory yo-yos. Um, I also don't like a lot of yo-yo factory yo-yos, but one thing that I, one piece of credit I will always and always have given to yo-yo factory is they make the best, most affordable yo-yos for the general public it's like them and magic yo-yo and then that's kind of the list <laughs> and maybe there's a few more now but that consistently they have the best yo-yos for the best prices for people who are new to yo-yoing and there's such a big totally. collection that they can go oh i'm gonna get a horizon oh now i want an iq oh and I'll, I'll work up to one day getting a titanium and they have everything is offered through just them so it's a really good place to start for beginners and i think they've held that place for like 10 15 years or something like oh, that for now. sure yeah totally and like that's another reason why i mean there's a lot of reasons why i love yo-yo factory is um mm -hmm. they're always constantly um innovating too or reinventing yes. the wheel even though they might not like invent something totally new they're always coming out with something new or something different or yeah. a redefinement of something um so like <laughs> i give them props and obviously there's like a lot of yo-yo companies out there now but like they obviously have shown year after year that um, not only do we have like good yo-yo competitors, but we also have like good products for like everyone's like kind yeah. of styles. There's so much to choose from um, not to like back away from any of the other companies out there, but like they're, you know, they're also like a bigger company too. It's not just like, yeah. like a one person kind of deal. So it's a little different of a market, even though it's like the yo-yo market, but it's still different. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I do appreciate how they always kind of, you know, keep things innovating and supporting, um, you know, players to reach their full potential kind of deal. So definitely and incredible team, incredible people in the team. It's led by good people like 
just pretty through and through really solid mm -hmm. company <laughs> you don't need me to say it but like it's, it's absolutely true um, right and, oh and just on their innovation i just found it funny recently that like the nine dragons came out so long ago and for so long no one had any idea what to do with it and then one day Evan just posts the A&D and we're all like, oh, that's what you do with this. Uh, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally, yeah, so we crazy. know what to do. Yeah. And then he did the double A&D. And of course, I'm sure Bella's working on the triple. So anyway, um, and <laughs> if know. not, she should be. Um, so just to come back to to what's kind of so after someone picks up the KO and the and the uppercut, what's the next like what's the things that you teach them? What's the. What's the path that gets them to being a new hashtag yo-yo champion? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. It depends mm -hmm. on their skill level, obviously. Um, so we're kind of going back to what we said sort of earlier about, like, for me, I started on a responsive yo-yo. So if you're new to yo-yoing, then you probably want to start off with a responsive yo-yo just to get the hang of it. And, uh, you know, it's just a little bit easier to learn those type of tricks versus uh, unresponsive right away. But you could get, you know, you could start off with the unresponsive, but you're going to have to learn to still how to throw it the right way and to have that discipline of, um, you know, throwing it at good speed and getting it back to your hand. So, um, you know, it depends on your skill level, obviously. And, you know, in today's day and age um, with the technology of yoyas, it's just so easy. Even if you're not even like that good to start off with, it's just, it's really nice to have the technology of a, a good yo-yo because like you know again even like back then when I started like um I was kind of using the narrow like even like fireballs and stuff and those yo-yos would spend you know they spent longer than the Duncan yo-yos back in the day but they just didn't have the it wasn't a ball bearing yo-yo so it didn't spin as long as you wanted it to so and it was mm -hmm. harder to use so you really had to like the learning curve was just a lot longer i think back then compared to like nowadays again with the technology and everything too so it depends on their skill level overall though but um yeah kind of start off with a responsive yo-yo and then kind of go from there on like what tricks that they want to learn i mean a good resource to learn tricks from is like yoyoexpert.com too um to get you started on to like where you want to like you know what tricks you want to learn um you know i get constantly i'm like always getting like um questions i'm like you know, especially people who start into yo-yo and be like, oh, can you show me how to do the DNA? But I don't know how to throw a yo-yo though. Well, you got to learn how to throw like a UFO. You got to, first of all, you got to learn how to throw the yo-yo. Or even before yeah. that, you got to learn how to wind up the yo-yo and where to put it on your finger. And just like those simple things like that, you got to, you know, you got to learn those basics first before going on to other tricks like that. So, yeah. So much these days, it seems like kids are, they get in and they want, to do the dna that's what they care about is like how do i do the dna the fastest and now that there's this kid that i'm mentoring and he's he now has the dna and so now he's like all right cool so now i'm gonna learn the double and i'm like what <laughs> i think you're skipping a few steps here oh my uh, god not even learning any other tricks but yeah yeah it's like, <laughs> i'm sure there's oh, other man. stuff going on like he's also working on other things but it's like it's that's that's where the appeal is and i i get if, it though yeah but to me, I some people might look at that and they might be like, ah, kids these days, they don't get it. But to me, it's like, that's what you love. That's as long as you have a yo-yo in your hand and you're playing yo-yo, you're playing yo-yo. There's no, there's right, no wrong exactly. way to play with it. So exactly. um, literally, if someone can only do the DNA and nothing else, they're a great yo-yo in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, exactly. 
man so um so yeah, are there any like typical stumbling blocks that people come on when you're teaching them like like things that that come up a lot and maybe ways that you're able to get them out of those those issues um like for like specific tricks or something or uh in general maybe for specific tricks um yeah i mean there's definitely i guess like yo-yo trick wise there's definitely um moves that are harder to explain or show people um actually i was just trying to help out somebody on the yo-yo expert forums on they were trying to learn boing boing um, and for those of you who don't know that trick, it's just a really cool flashy trick where you get into a slip bottom out and you, um, it's even hard to explain on here, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like you're, <laughs> you're doing this thing with your finger and it goes, uh, you know, your throw hand goes up and down while the yo-yo kind of goes, um, you know, forward and backwards mm -hmm. as you're moving your throw hand up and down. Um, but it's like a really cool looking trick. If you haven't seen that one, just look it up on YouTube, boing, boing. Anyways, I mean, even like growing up, that was like, the, to this day, that's one of my favorite tricks of all time, for sure. Um, yeah. Even tricks that I show people like that don't Great know classic. how to yo-yo. I, I always do that trick because it's just like, what is going on? How you were able to do that with a yo-yo. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's also a kind of a, a tough move to like teach someone even at that certain level because it's like, um, I think I was kind of telling the person to, you know, you want to keep your non-throw hand still while your throw hand is the one that actually makes the yo-yo go into mm -hmm. that certain motion. But, yeah. you know, obviously people first start off by kind of just like moving the yo-yo back and forth in between strings, which is yeah. great because that's how I got started. But eventually you have to learn the rhythm and the timing of how to actually control each bounce, I guess, um, if that makes any sense. But it's definitely yeah. it's, that was one of the tougher tricks that I had um, issues with to like show people how to do or explain because it's like one of those things where you just have to kind of do it and kind of see for yourself and a lot of, of trial and error kind of deal to get get it going. So yeah, um, the but again, overall, it just depends on like your skill level, where you are, and like what things you can do that you can help people with. And obviously, the technology again, it's just so much easier to see. You know, people posting different views of like, how to do tricks like I love I for me yeah. I love like the overhead shot because I can yeah, see I can relate to it more I can't really even like even as a pro that I am today like it's hard for mm -hmm. me to like learn tricks like mirrored I just I can't do that I, my brain yep. can't just like understand that even though even if it's slowed down I just I have to see it from like the same angle that they're doing it um so there's that kind of helps me out just to throw some out here there's uh <clears throat> because I, I like to get uh, as much cross-pollination between magic and yo-yoing as I possibly can when I can. <laughs> There's a really good publisher of magic DVDs called LNL Publishing. It's literally like, here's three of their, no, I actually have seven DVDs of theirs sitting on my bookshelf right now. <laughs> and then I have a bunch of their DVDs also just like in a container somewhere. But one thing that they do really well is they have this thing called super practice. So they'll have uh the whatever whichever magician was on the dvd now they're downloads but uh whichever magician they had they would demonstrate the trick for an audience then they would teach you the trick then they would show you the behind the over the shoulder shot and teach you the trick and then they do super practice which is a like slowed down version of the trick with from the front and over the shoulder and so yeah, you got nice. them talking through it them talking through it from behind 
then them doing it slowly from behind and from the front uh, so that you could follow along and make sure that you really got it. And I think that's a format. There's another, there's a magician named Jeff Copeland who kind of took, um, he's more modern. Uh, he's He's been making stuff probably in the last four years. Uh, and he has a system, it's called Dave. I forget what it is, like digitally annotate, annotated video experience or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And in his, he's got all of the angles and then around it, he's got text explaining what's going on and over the shoulder yeah, photos. And so you kind of get, it's almost like reading a book while you're watching the, the, the movie so that you can reference those, those images and make sure that you kind of hitting the mile markers along the way. So I think there's a lot of, there, helpful, there's a lot yeah. of uh, uh, work to be done in, in yo-yo tutorials and kind of finding a method that works for teaching yo-yoing and then sticking to it so that you don't mm -hmm. have like Andre teaching one way, yo tricks teaching another, uh, COIW's cabin tutorials. I, they always had the coolest tricks and I could never learn them. I never was able yeah, to. Yeah, it's, yeah, it depends. Like, I feel like those tutorials are, um, specific. They're not really aimed for beginners. Yeah. Um, they're aimed for more, um, uh, not even, I guess, just more like people who know a lot of elements already, I guess. Yes. That will definitely help. Not necessarily like, I guess a beginner could know some things nowadays, but like, um, it definitely helps if you have the background knowledge of like the tricks that they're doing. Cause like, you know, like Charles and Johnson, they're kind of old school players too. They've actually been around in the game for a while. So they're doing all these moves um, that were, you know, old school kind of, um, yeah, tricks that people don't really do nowadays. So that you're going to have to like, even if you are pro, you're going to have to, if you're a pro like nowadays, you're gonna have to learn, relearn those like elements that could be like new for them and stuff. So um, yeah, it's a little bit tougher to learn if you're like a beginner or something, but. Absolutely. Well, cool. I think that covers all the topics I had written down. Let me just double check. Oh, yep, we got it. Hey. Right. Quick conclusion, quick conclusion. One, all takeaway right. point. What is one thing uh, that if someone comes back to this podcast in 20 years, what's the one thing that you want them to remember that we yes, talked about? The one, the one thing that you should remember is to get the uppercut and the yes. KO yo-yo at yoyoexpert.com. Um, that is by far the two yo-yos that will help you with your yo-yo career and probably just make you a champion at your next contest. Instantly, yep. So Perfect. I don't have to do the plug now. That was the next point. So then what's the second thing that, that they're going to remember that we talked about? Absolutely then, get an uppercut and a KO, first yep. of all. And then the other thing is you could just like reach out to me at the yo-yo lessons at yoyochampion.com and schedule an appointment. <laughs> and then you can, while using your uppercut and KO, you can, um, I can help you guide you through your tricks that you learned. So eric you're, you're killing me right now i love it uh I, I meant like like of all the things we were talking about what's one one of the things <laughs> that they can remember but that's fine you gave us two and those are perfectly valid those are the things you yeah i mean I'm, a, I'm sorry um, yeah I'm not, no, I'm no, not no i guess um uh -huh. yeah definitely i guess it sounds kind of cliche but to like yeah. really it depends on like where you want to take yo-yoing obviously there's different aspects i mean there's people who like want to get serious in the competition yo-yoing there's people who want to just strictly obviously yo-yo for the fun of it um mm -hmm. or become more innovative um like for me it kind of just started off by constantly i mean i watched religiously yo-yo videos all the time um 
maybe more so than the average person back then because I was just so look one I, it was the technology so that's all I could watch and yeah. <laughs> and two but either way it's just like you want to like you know watch as many yo-yo tricks yo-yo videos as you can and like I feel like yeah today's day I'm so jealous of like people learning today I'm just like wow I wish I had that technology to just learn tricks right away on like Instagram or like oh let's let's see today's newest trick from someone random across the country yeah. <laughs> today or like, let's go to yoyochampion.com and click on Eric Koloski's name or just get a lesson from a person yeah, <laughs> yeah. Choosing. like it's like that's it's pretty great and I even though like it's great now I, I feel like it's still evolving um mm -hmm. but like yeah just the resources are so awesome nowadays and um just to to use them like we have them out there right now and to like if you're just starting to learn you know hit up websites like yo-yo expert and stuff and you know we'll help you out and yeah that's another thing too like the whole i mean i'm, gonna, I'm going on a tangent here with like yo-yo expert and stuff but like um like another thing i love about them is that they have forums and stuff that you can go to yeah. to like you know you can talk even though you might not like for example if you don't live near anyone who does yo-yo you can always there's always like an online community like with anything go onto the forums, ask to see who, who like who's around or, you know, you can go online and try to schedule um, like a meeting with somebody or something. But either way, it's a good outlet to like reach out to people with your similar interests and hobbies to get, you know, to answer questions or, you know, like, you know, I was helping someone out with a boing boing trick and I don't even know who the dude is, but like I was helping him out. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy like that. So um, just, yeah, use your resources and um, just start, get to, just start cracking start yelling. just in case this episode attracts beginners who are more in your uh like in your fan base i don't know if people know that like yo-yo expert their forum is still popping it's so good and it's just one of like technologically it's a really good forum because like someone will reply to something, I'll get a notification in my email and then I can reply back to them in my email and continue that conversation there. And it's like, I don't know so what nice. secret sauce Andre is <laughs> pouring on that, but that is, it's oh, like man. really a good way to spread information and keep an archive of things. And it's still going. And it's like, I'd love to see that have a, have a renaissance because I think it's glory days kind of past, but now the technology of that website is such that it's well deserving of having another glory day. Um, oh, for sure. I'd love to see it. Yeah, Andre did a great job on that and he still continues to do a great job just for like yeah. the whole yo-yo community in general. So prop, props to Andre, Andre Boulay. Yeah. No, Andre <laughs> is so good. So, so good. One yeah. of the best people in the community. Um, so then now for the plugs, KO, uh, uppercut, <laughs> yoyochampion.com. Uh, great. Right. <laughs> you haven't yep. heard of it up yet um any any other things to oh, i want to plug the diamondback video because that's still so so oh, good for and sure. so worth a watch yep, yep. any yeah, other jam diamondback um i mean yeah i think that's basically it um cool. my social media plugs are again at yo-yo factory eric yo-yo factory and it's eric e-r-i-c yeah. and obviously you can you know, DM me or hit me up on any of those formats and I can, you know, help you out if you have any, you know, any questions with anything. So yeah, I will, I will get to you. Um, could I, could I toss one last little, little question at you? Yeah, sure. So my, my takeaway would probably be the, um, that little secret sauce thing we're finding of like, 
what's the meta <laughs> and then how do you add to it so what do you think the meta is right right now today on uh saturday october 20, <laughs> uh, 30th oh man it's 4, crazy 41 that, p.m it's, it's funny that you asked me because like this morning i was actually watching um videos from the the last yo-yo competition that happened so there was a, a contest that happened recently in maryland the chesapeake yo-yo classic and so yeah. i was watching a bunch of their routines and i'm again it's so awesome to like you know watch the yo-yo even though you're not there you can watch the routines online um and then yeah just watching people's styles and everything i think one style i'm sort of a little bit out of the competition loop but not necessarily totally out because it's you know i've been judging and stuff too and then you know i'm still in the loop with everything i still watch videos oh, yeah. all the time and it's like it's hard not to on social media nowadays yes. <laughs> so i kind of know like what the updated thing is but I, i've been seeing lately from a competition point of view um a lot of people doing like that um behind the wrist kind of deal tricks i don't know if it's kind of hard oh, to explain but like you're yeah. doing like it's kind of like an inverted um like the How yo-yo kind of just goes yeah like you for example if you did a basic element it would be like a trapeze but like inverted like this it's reminding me of a violin so for the sake of this session, let's call it violin, <laughs> violin style, style. <laughs> yeah. i believe actually this style too was um i've definitely seen it around before it used to be called mm -hmm. like gorilla style i'm pretty sure like nate sutter made this back at back in the day like in 2003 or 2004 but i think mark mangaren is the person who is kind of sort of responsible for like that type of move because he's been doing it actually for a while if you look into like his routines he's been doing this style for a long time and people are finally just kind of you know catching the wave or they're just kind of doing that trend right now so that's what's cool about yoyoing it goes in there's lots of trends that happen people are innovating or like oh i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do that style sideways or something or it's, it's kind of crazy so that literally like as you're talking and perfect example of take the meta and add to it it's reminding me of there's a thing in juggling called a penguin catch which is it's that kind of a catch oh yeah wrist. and that's another sort of um like way like what if you start doing string tricks there? That's oh, a totally. example of uh, if you need a visualization, people listening, look up a penguin catch in juggling. You'll find what I'm talking about. Um, but that like there's potential there, maybe even if you're doing like horizontal or like a finger spin there. Um, in fact, if you do an around the like one of these finger spins where you go around, like the there is a point fang. where you do hit that. So oh, that's a good idea. Way, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, perfect. I think that brings us to hey. the, the end. <laughs> we did Woo! it. We did it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. This has been. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ross. Like, it's truly an honor. Like, I've been um, listening to the show for a while. And yeah, really? again, it's a, it's an honor to, to be a part of this, like, epic crew of guests that you have on your podcast. So, yeah, thank you for having me. You saying that is an honor because, like, literally when I got started doing this, my it was like a dream of like what if i could get people like like at, at your level like the eric koloskis and the and the gentries of the world like that's <laughs> just like to get those legends on and the fact that you guys are now like appearing on here is that's like blowing my mind so well, that's thank what you I love so much for being company. on you just you just gotta gotta ask that's yeah the community for you so just put out a a little 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 question the the, the yeah. world will answer well cool thank you so much eric yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yep. Peace. See ya. And that's the false ending. <laughs> so, yo-yo trick. Yo-yo trick time. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Very quickly. Very quickly. Or or as long as as long as you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Well, we're at an hour and 33 from when we started, just so you know. All right. Um, and then one other thing is the way that I promote this is um, I'll do a um, uh, a post uh, on my page, but um, some people are, are a little bit iffy about it. Uh, like I know Polo, if, if you know people or on Instagram, he, he didn't do it this way, but um, the, the best way to get the most views is as a, a double post where like I add you and then both of us post. So it posts the same picture to both of our Instagrams. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, um, yeah. Like an Instagram sharing thingy or whatever. Yeah. You'll see it. It'll, it'll send you a notification and then you just have to hit a button and then that posts it to yours too. And I write, okay. yeah, sure. I write the, the description under the picture in a way that it's not like I talked to Eric today because that wouldn't make sense being posted to yours. It's like, listen in now as Ross and Eric talk about blah, 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 blah. And so it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a way that it, it's kind of ambiguous who's posting it. Um, and so, yeah, so there'll be that. And then I'll also send you a picture of the, of the, you've probably seen the, the pictures that I post to advertise it has like the information oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See it. so I'll, yep, yep. I'll send you that and then also the link once i upload it which is will probably be in next in two weeks i'm going to post john narum and then i think you're going to be after that so it'll be in like a month cool. i'll just message you out of nowhere um yeah no worries yeah my, yeah my number and stuff so yeah i got you so i'll i'll, I'll explain it when i send the thing but it, it's a it's a story mm -hmm. post with a link sticker is how you post the that and then that's that's where the views come from cool hey yeah and any other promotion you are able to do oh if you could like if there's any chance you could get it into yo-yo factory yo-yo experts newsletters that would be incredible i don't know if that's even a possibility yeah yeah actually to promote um, it. yeah one of my new tasks at yo-yo expert is i'm um, doing newsletters for them and stuff so i can uh, definitely do that <laughs> that would be incredible that would help so much to to like get an audience to this uh there's good stuff in this episode honestly that little secret sauce thing i i haven't found a way to put that into words and that's just a, i mean you're the one i thought thing. of it <laughs> well, well partly but but i think it's it's having these conversations that that brings you know it's it's a, it's a collaborative uh brainstorming thing is kind of yeah. what these feel like to me and so having good brains to bounce ideas around with is just it helps me to come up with better ideas and helps them to come up with better ideas. I, I love collaborating with people. Um, but anyway, trick, trick, trick. What do you got? All right, so I do the trick like here on Zoom like this. Yeah, just teach me as, okay, if, cool. it's, uh, as if I went to yoyochampion.com. <laughs> All right, well, first, first you got to get a, an uppercut here, so and then you're good. Damn, there's no way I'm landing this on a... On uh, a shoot. What is this, a positron? <laughs> oh man so you're gonna have to terrible yo-yo uh, compared to the well, you have to get back back to me once you buy the, the yo-yo so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i had two tricks in mind um uh -huh. one of them was the i guess sort of i'm known for is the koloski tower i don't even know if you've heard of it before but it was like one of those is that the back one in the day. is that the one where it just it's kind of upside down and it just it yeah, 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 yeah 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 i yeah, so i saw that, that. one Mm -hmm. nice cool like that one and then also recently i'm gonna be i want to kind of post a professional tutorial on the uppercut bind <laughs> it's just like a, it's just the bind so it's a quick little 
trick, but sometimes it's hard to teach people for like, it, again, it depends on their skill level and everything or like the type of move, if they've done this type of move before. But mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like you could definitely do it because it's, a, it's like a lot, an elaceration. Um, okay. So here, I'll just show you it really quick. Hopefully you can kind of see it. So, I mean, this is what it looks like. You've probably seen it before in competitions, but you throw it the opposite way. And... Hey, hey, first try. <laughs> Without a catch, but I think I got it. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of it. So this is funny because it's a move that I made up like in 2005, 2006. I never really named it anything, but then I'm just uh -huh. like, since the uppercut came out, I'm also just trying to double promote it and be like, oh, it's also the uppercut <laughs> the uppercut. Oh, oh, here's here. Feel free to use this. I don't know if this is, well, if this has been done, but it's a, it's a similar motion, but it's a stole. So it's a, oh, a I've seen that elbow. from somebody, I think. Oh, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. knew I couldn't have thought of it. <laughs> I, I, I stumbled Oh, like you it. came up with it though? independently uh, like ah, okay but that's still cool though like it's it, a, i mean obviously it's tougher nowadays because like there's so many tricks that have been you know done before but like not yeah. many you know people you know again like you know unless people done their like their homework and stuff they're not going to know like where this move came from and you know it just goes on and on constantly um, like, watching it, your it, videos something i forgot to mention in the podcast constantly watching uh -huh. your videos i was like damn i didn't think of that i didn't think of that i didn't think of that <laughs> that I mean, was that's, done. that's his <laughs> it's the beauty of it though like it's yep. just you know it's full circle just you know people have done these tricks and then you just make it your own or you, you make yeah. up your own variation kind of deal so um and charles haycock kind of put it like per you know perfectly into the words he said some kind of saying um it was like don't take like ownership in anything you do i think it was a rodney rod rodney mullen quote or something i saw from a video uh, but like don't take ownership in anything and um yeah it's just kind of like a fun thing that we're all involved in so so was there another one after the other oh yeah band? so i mean at first it was like the koloski tower it was like the oh, right, I don't and, know um, how to do that. So I'll just show you what it looks like first. So uh -huh. it's um, boom. That's wild. Okay. Wild. <laughs> this trick, I, I just, so all it is is a trapeze, but then you put your thumb inside uh -huh. and then you're going to pinch it with your middle finger. Yep. So you're going to have slack here now. Yep. This slack goes over your thumb and then around the yo-yo. And then this is the hard part. You're going to try to like, um, pull the string so it shortens up here but you don't want that string to go inside the yo-yo gap you want it to go on the inside or on the uh toward you yes. um, so you kind of want it to miss so oh and then okay. oh nope not quite i think i see the yeah, like yeah, yeah. bit of it so it's here 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 Okay. Oh, oh, no. It really wants to go into that gap. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm trying to think of a, a way of explaining this better. So, so you got your, you know, you put your thumb in there, pinch it, have slack here. Make uh -huh. sure this string here is like off the yo-yo. It's not touching it. Okay. And then you do that motion where you take your throw hand, go directly over your thumb, and then around the yo-yo. So you trapeze it. Uh-huh. And then turn your thumb upside down and form the tower. I see it. Hey, I see it. Oh, it just I has see to go it. through. I but missed yes, it. Yeah. That, that was it. That was it. Okay. So here, here, here. Yep. 
Uh, oh, uh, I, I sort of see it. You well, that's, that is it. That's it. That is it. That's okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey. There it is. Oh, so that's obviously so cool. you can you can get like you know creative and faster like whipping into it not whipping into it but just doing the motion faster exactly just like that's, that i'm gonna play with this all the time now i got it it's just like <laughs> a fun little tower trick so and you can um, just throw it in anywhere too <laughs> yeah so do you do you ever so you uh, uh oh, you had it though can you take that and then like <laughs> oh my god have you tried that yet <laughs> i think maybe back in the day i did but it's you just it's, the loops are so tiny it just it's you're gonna miss all the time unless you like really practice it so hey that's um, the beauty I, of instagram <laughs> i know right i'll try to i should it. do that <laughs> I'll try to post it and tag you oh yeah, yeah we could we could race for it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, oh my god that would be insane right. though that should be a cool little contest you can do the kolatsky tower suicide first <laughs> yes oh that would be so sick that'd well, be dude, cool but thank you so much for for coming by i'm also like slightly interested in talking to you about potentially there's some stuff i definitely want to do with yo-yo factory um mm -hmm. do you know about the the fundraiser that i did for the trevor project last pride month yeah yep yep so for next year, there were that it, it worked. We raised like three thousand dollars. It was awesome. But Ooh. there's a lot that we want to change for next year, and mm -hmm. we're thinking about just finding one company to partner with, and making one special edition yo-yo, and then selling it, and then using the distribution networks that already exist. I ended up paying pretty much all the shipping out of pocket this last year, which was fine. That was my mm -hmm. donation. Um, but like, uh uh the not all of it but a good a good amount so anyway we want to be able to just use distribution networks that already exist and have a single product to sell and just sell them and maybe if people want to donate more they can but then people will get yo-yos they don't have to like bid on them and so we were thinking about right. partnering with yo-yo factory on that because it would be so cool to like bring back maybe a d uh, an 888 but like a, a rainbow edition 888 oh like, that could yeah be so sick right did you want like were you trying to aim for like a higher end yo-yo or like a like a plastic yo-yo or like what was your um what was your like air angle with that or something? We were or... we were thinking like a like a fifty dollar something maybe a like a full metal. I think most people mm -hmm. can justify a fifty dollar, especially since a lot of it's going to charity. Um, right, and then also obviously like the the money would pay for the run as well. So then it's we're just following the standard profit like the standard calculations yeah. that you do for the for the yo-yo profits except the profit goes to charity instead um yeah so yeah so, that's cool yeah that's a good idea um yeah. i would probably reach out i mean i could give you if you don't have their email already but like yeah yo-yo factory's email is the contact at yoyofactory.com um and then if not i mean i feel like Andre would probably even help you out with something like that too. Um, okay. like your yo-yo expert or like working to like get a yo-yo or something like that done. That would um, be sick. That would be really but, sick. But um I could yeah, mention it to him, but then like yeah, maybe emailing um it's it's yeah, mostly either... it's mostly because oh, we've got we've got um I've got Kaylee already on it. She she's who reached out to Ben last time and got him into it. And so she's already reached out, but I don't know if it's like on his radar yet because he's so damn busy. And we have time, know, obviously. Yeah. Like we have 
most of a year to to get this figured out um and it's not like we have to design a yo-yo the whole point is that we can use a classic right even if it's like oh what was the the g the g super g, g? Five? no super was g. that wasn't that the like Gentry's? i don't know some classic yo-yo from from the past like anything mm -hmm. it could be just something nostalgic um but with a special edition so we don't actually have to design something from the beginning like that's right really right it's just get a yo-yo out add a new colorway sell that yeah that, <laughs> that would like, be cool and they've definitely yeah. done stuff like that before so like yeah I, I can um bring it up with uh ben next time i talk to him and stuff too just to that's all I'm you know for. have it more in the back of his mind because like yeah he is yeah. i mean everyone's busy right now and they won't forget yeah. stuff but <laughs> yeah. yeah no big big motion comes from little nudges so this is right. this is just another little nudge um yeah but yeah thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to do this and it's like so cool to just be talking to yeah, you yeah no it's it's so cool and like honestly yeah i have been listening it's funny because i'm well i just moved to boston which is like two hours away from where i used to live so mm -hmm. like that time that I was traveling at was so awesome to actually listen to a yo-yo podcast rather than just a random podcast on like random stuff. But like, um, it was just extra cool to listen to like a yo-yo version of a podcast. So I'm um, it so kind of came out at the perfect time and I'm just like, Oh shit, this is great to like listen to and um, listen to everyone's um, stories, I guess. And all their different perspectives. Right. It's yeah. So, so I, I love it. I love it. So I'm on. I show you one thing on the follow that I've been oh, working yeah, yeah, on yeah, sure. that I just think you'll love. So it's here. And I, I also would love to know if you've seen it before. So it's a way to oh fully God. turn. <laughs> yeah, I so I, I made up something like that too. I don't oh, know, yeah? I never, I called it, well, it's the 360 follow. Uh -huh. And I've also had other versions that I made up where you direct, you change the direction of it too, at the same time, which what? classic too. Yeah, so this is so, <laughs> let's see. God, I'm using a long string today, but. <laughs> So yeah, the 360 follows just kind of like what you're doing. Oops. Uh -huh. You just keep that same motion. And then the the unfollow follow, like you're doing the regular follow. Oops. Yeah. It's been a while. You cut into it. Let's see. Oh, it's like coming off my finger. Is it, is it this, like the backwards follow? Yeah. So you start so, off yeah. with a regular follow and then yes. you karate chop it into like the under or the reverse follow yeah oh my god yeah 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 i've been i've been playing with the same stuff hey, I'm, awesome. it's just it's more it's more independent creation of the same thing i have a full right, right. Uh, tutorial that i'm gonna make eventually my my company is mostly gonna be tutorials like it's it's a lot of just i'm gonna dive deep into like follows and then i'm gonna do another one on revolutions here's some of the revolution tech nice. by the way is so you have this oh, you can i do love this slap, that this crazy slap back that i love oh my god so check this out so you you go here and then you do a slap back and then you can do the same thing Ooh. like that <laughs> and so it's just yeah, oh that's so, so good there's a lot of very good and then also turns um in between the legs stuff like and it's all so good looking so, so I know I think one of the one of the on. first videos I saw you um uh do was like it? that that double the double oh one, the, but double also the double revolutions yes that was just like it looks so freaking good like I kind of just want to try that myself but I just you know doing it, two years at the same time is hard <laughs> it's a it's an obnoxious <laughs> thing to land and I still can't do it consistently but I got it 
so clean on that and that's why it's pinned to the top of my it's instagram so it's so good and i love how you had to finish the video with like yep i didn't get any thoughts it's a I good string it's like <laughs> but it was just oh so good i'm just like damn that looks so awesome like it's it's crazy thank you so much dude i <laughs> i would give you equal compliments but i think i already did throughout the video <laughs> yeah well it's a compliment just to be on the show here so Oh, it's a compliment to have you here. It's. Oh I was just God. listening to Ed's too. Um, I'm like halfway through it, but his is pretty good right now. So oh, I'm a little behind, fun. but um, his is, is nice too. So very zen good, and good guy. approach. Yeah, yeah, he's been around obviously for a while too, and it was fun to hear his story too, like how he, you know, got started, and um, you know, he started with the brain, I guess too, and um, kind of evolving with the responsive yo-yos and then just yes. his take on like fixed axle stuff. And it's really cool, the really cool insight. So. And the, the never ending trick, that was my favorite takeaway of his that like even putting the yo-yo on your finger is part of the trick and putting it back on your shelf is part of, you might not have gotten to that part of the episode, but he starts. I heard something about, about a sh I heard something about the, the shelf thing. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. I'm just getting to that part. I'm trying to forget. Or it's also, forgot, I know like, how it is listening that. to podcasts. It's it's partly in, partly out. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never full attention. That's that's part of the 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 benefit of the of how it is. <laughs> right, but either way, it's it's really nice. It's really yeah. cool just to hear people's stories and stuff and have them on. So absolutely, you're doing a well, good work as as well. You're doing a good job. Thank you so much, dude. It that means so much coming from you. Uh, it's I could keep saying how cool it is to just be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, likewise. Uh, sweet too. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, do you have a diamondback sitting around that I could buy for cheap by any chance? Ooh. Well, any, it's like, funny because um, I wasn't sure how ones? the show was going to go with a video or something, but uh -huh. I have one right here. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, well, because I actually brought um, some of my old yo-yos that I used throughout my career from like each company because I wasn't sure where the conversation was going to go, but I had just had them just in case because um, oh, awesome. I'm in the middle of moving and stuff. So I like kind of scuffed them out before the podcast kind of deal. Okay. Um, but I brought like, uh, God, let's see. So here's how it started. Like I was using like a hyper warp wing and then um eventually evolved into like modding so i modded uh the hyper warp wing into this mm -hmm. kind of shape so it's actually henry's coral warp wings on like super glued to the ends to make it wider because back then you just had to do that to make it a wider yo, -yo. i think maybe it was you or someone else had a wait you had mark on your podcast right yes Is it? oh yeah 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 because i think you talked about that maybe briefly about like modding yo-yos or this is kind of his mod actually Oh um, yeah, they're both on the same team. So I know he's you brought that, that up on on Tyler's podcast. Oh like yeah, you recorded I, I it two had, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah. I honestly haven't even like listened to that yet. So that's why I was kind of oh. yeah. I just haven't even like listened to it yet. But it was yeah three years ago, and then it evolved into the Exodus yo-yo, which is not that great. It's just a rubber yo-yo, and I even I modded this. I think I remember having it. one of those and being like, "This isn't good." <laughs> and like I had to like to make this good because this is like the the yo-yo that people were competing with on Yomega. Like I had, and then it sucked. The timing sucked because like, that's when grinds were coming out. No one could grind with this yo-yo because it was rubber. Yeah. So like I went to the hardware store and like spray painted it with this, like some kind of smooth sealer. Like it still has the mm. sealer on today from like 2003, but it makes it the, the rubber smoother. So you're able to do the grinds and stuff. Yeah. Um, so those are like the three Omega yo-yos that I brought with me. 
And then I also brought like the Yo-Yo Jam ones, like the, the Chaos and then the New Breed and then the Diamondback here. But um, yeah, I can see if I have like an extra one I can if you sell. Have any, yeah, if I any have any red, a... I don't care about vibe or dings, but if it's red and it's a Diamondback, I'll kill for it. Because <laughs> I'll I see so what I can do. I'll selling, see if I... <laughs> selling the one I had. I can't believe like even back then that was kind of like Yo-Yo Jam's first like buy metal really that they came out with that was like really competition good. Yeah, it's so so good. It's like it's a it's it's almost. I really love the Positron and it it has sort of a similar kind of a shape to it and a similar kind of sort of weight distribution. This has more center weight, I think, or that yeah. the, the Diamondback does, but um yeah. but I always love center weighted yo-yos. So I think it had the center weight that I really liked in the the freak wave. This isn't a freak wave, this is my version of the freak wave, but mm -hmm. it has that center weight mixed with the Positron. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so yep. that's what it appealed to me so much oh it was also similar to the ta1s which i don't have one of those uh it's like the plastic delran yes delran right yeah yeah oh yeah. i know i know i've been around ross good good good, good. <laughs> i was you such a big yo-yo nerd i knew like everything i was i mean not as much today but like growing up i knew obviously like the com community was a little smaller too, but like I knew everything of everyone, like yo-yo wise, like it was kind of crazy. Like uh -huh. I was such a big yo-yo nerd, like it was insane. But I knew like every single yo-yo, I could almost like, I got to the point where I could almost just hear yo-yo and tell you what it is without even looking at it, just by the way it wow. sounds. Um, I guess I just have like a, a ear for things because I also like played the piano. I still play the piano today, but like I had such an ear for like picking up on sounds and everything and stuff too. But I was so into it. But Man, that's a good that that was, that's a good you. that's a good yo-yo too though. I, I never West. got one. Yeah, I never got one, but um, I think it was a smaller run too. But um, I think I definitely played one because like Yuki Spencer had one and he had a, he promoted a video actually with it or he used it in a clip video or something. But mm -hmm. Anthony Rojas, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, he was on the team, I think, back then for Rec Rev. So, yeah. I have the I have the FX here. I, I have the other one. It's just in my my new apartment. Um, but this is the FX, which is the Delrin Freak Wave. But this Ooh, hub is basically nice. the same. So vibey. Yeah, Every single one was idea, C grade. Yeah. <laughs> but not even B grade, but C grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't make any A grades. Oh, They're man. all super vibey. That was but... a, a wild company because it's just like they had such these like really cool designs, obviously. Yeah. But like, obviously, it was just kind of there's a reason why they're not existing anymore, and like it was just kind of a business thing too. And oh yeah, kind of just... kind of a mess. But like they did. To be fair, they came out with some sick yo-yos though. So absolutely, he so much was so far ahead of his time freak wave was so good um, he even like changed the, the company name to a, a couple Chachi. times <laughs> yeah because i remember like even then under that name he had a good yo-yo that came out too that was a smaller run it was like a metal i think oh, i yeah. still have it it was i forgot the name of the yo-yo but it was under that company name but it was it was ahead of its time as well too but <laughs> yeah crazy crazy company he just wasn't the right leader for it that's right. basically so aside from tutorials, my other goal with the company is pick up where he left off and just keep innovating on the designs that he made. And so, uh. so that's why dopamine, it's a freak wave, except this is rounded. It's right. normal pads, like 19 millimeter pads. It's 70, yeah. 75 aluminum. 
this is going to be even wider for finger grinds. So it's just taking what he made and and like doing little improvements. Um, yeah. And same thing with the TA1S. I'm going to remake that as uh, Lidocaine. So I have two Ooh. of them. It took me like eight years. As a plastic to or? One. As a plastic, as a Durin. Nice. Um, oh, wow. So that'll, that'll be coming. And then I don't think I have anything else based on his yet except the the melatonin was a mix between here i'll i'll show you it's a mm -hmm. mix around my box here i don't know if i have all the yo-yos as the demonstration but here you take a, a number nine and mix it with i don't have a speeder two but you know what a speeder two looks like yeah and then oh, yeah. you get you get uh, melatonin i can definitely see yeah yep so that's awesome. that's what this is it's it's hey. it's rec rev um, yeah but anyway, just to show you some of the stuff that's coming. I'm so uh, awesome. Yeah, thanks for showing me. Absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, I, uh, I can always talk to another yo-yo nerd. That's I know. It's so, it's so, yeah, again, that's another reason why I love the, you know, keep on doing this thing. It's so, yeah. you know, even though it's such a niche thing, it's really awesome to just kind of share the same ideas or like, um, just talk to someone that you know relates to the hobby that you do so yeah absolutely well i will uh i've taken up enough of your time <laughs> thank yeah, you so much good. for the conversation yeah. dude yeah no problem hopefully it um you know the audio is good and everything and it works out and then yeah just hit oh, me up be. whenever for like anything so for sure thank you so much and uh yeah, yeah, no I'll, problem i'll definitely be hitting you up in at least a month and possibly <laughs> uh, all right sounds good peace out dude all right. Thank Good you so much. Bye. Bye.